This week's edition of the Australian News Desk for the Airplane Geeks podcast is brought to you by Oz Runways, Australia's leading electronic flight bag for iPad. For your free 30-day trial, visit ozrunways.com today. Oz Runways, know where you're going. And by the Blue Tutu Project, a fundraising effort supporting the vital work of Beyond Blue in tackling the stigma of mental health issues such as depression. Help the team reach their fundraising goal as they prepare to take on the Kokoda Track in 2016. Visit australiadesk.net slash blue tutu and find out what the blue tutu is all about. Be awesome. The didgeridoo means it's time for the Australia News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McHaren from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. Dateline, 5th of October, 2015. Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk after uh, an extended break, I guess. Uh, what have we been now, four or five weeks? And uh, this is for episode 371, and that voice you hear at the other end is not Grant McCarran, and we'll talk about why that is in just a sec. How are you, ATC Ben? Long time no here on the segment. I'm very well, mate. Uh, I'm actually, uh, yeah, long time no here because I've actually relocated to the other side of the country from where you are. Not only the other side of the country, but you're in the middle of nowhere. Do I have to talk a bit louder are you pedaling on some sort of uh, you know um, you know generator or something how does that work uh, no no I'm, I've, I've fed the monkey he should be okay for a little <laughs> while longer but I've moved uh, to uh, the very far northwest of uh, Australia uh, to take up a tower position and uh, doing an on-radar tower something different to the uh, the world of screens and radar blips that I came from and, of course, uh, people who might be uh, new to the show uh, might wonder what we call Ben, ATC Ben. Well, of course, Ben's an air traffic controller. And, uh, yeah, as you mentioned there, Ben, you used to work down here in Melbourne Centre and you used to be a sort of a, a sector controller, I guess they'd call them, wouldn't they, over in the States. But now you're working up there in a tower, which is, uh, I know, it was a, a long-held ambition of yours and you, you finally achieved that, except, of course, they sent you, well, all the way up there. We moved up here just uh, purely to have the experience of being in a non-radar position. Uh, I will eventually go back to Melbourne. Uh, that's the plan at the moment for me to go back to do Melbourne International Tower. But uh, up here in the northwest, we have no radar or anything like that, and we actually provide a procedural approach control service out to 31 miles uh, away from the airport here. So it's just a different challenge and uh, something a little bit different uh, rather than the, the radar control world uh, in a radar tower at a capital city airport where most of your work is moving the traffic on the ground and uh, making sure you've got enough uh, space to fire the departure off in the middle of the landings uh, that's your biggest challenge. Well, now you're up there in uh, the town of uh, Karatha, and as I would understand it, I guess that's very much a fly-in, fly-out sort of mining sort of city. Would that be accurate? Uh, it is majority of uh, of the fly-in, fly-out. Uh, we, we've got iron ore mines about 250 miles to the south of us, um, and we have one of the biggest uh, iron ore ports in the country is uh, here in Dampier, which is about 10 minutes uh, to the north of Karatha itself. And uh, then there's another port that's uh, about probably uh, 40 miles to the east of us. Uh, that's where a lot of the iron ore gets exported from Western Australia here. And the other thing that we have is a lot of helicopter flights to service the uh, Northwest Gas Shelf uh, project, which is uh, a lot of companies uh, like uh, Woodside and BP and that uh, getting uh, a lot of natural gas out of places about 120 miles offshore. So just for some perspective, um, I guess the nearest capital city would be Perth. How, how far away would that be? Uh, as my friends from Camp Bacon now know, uh, Perth is about a two-hour flight, uh, 737 flight 
from Caratha and uh, so it's about a two-day drive. If you uh, did that purely, that's mostly because you have to go down the coast. There's not many roads that go down the middle because there's a lot of nothing there. But tell me, um, apart from the helicopters, are there any sort of uh, unique sort of uh, aircraft movements you see up there? Does the military have much of a presence? Do they fly in and out of there very often? Uh, we don't get very much military. Uh, they tend to go to a place called Learmonth, which is a little bit further west, and uh, that's right on the very uh, northwest corner of Australia, if you're looking at the map. And uh, there's a uh, RWF bare bones base there that they activate for exercises and things like that. They did that quite recently, actually, uh, just to do a readiness exercise. Our mainstay uh, operations is uh, mainly uh, Augusta 139 helicopters, uh, 717s and uh, Fokker 100s is what we get majority of the time, but we do get some odd ones every now and then. Uh, about uh, five years ago, we had a uh, Antonov 124 who actually came in with uh, a part for an oil rig that had to get flown in. So that was quite spectacular. Well, let's get into a little bit of uh, aviation news here, mate, and uh, we'll keep it uh, talking about the military. Uh, this article that we see here in Flight Global, in fact, talks about the Royal Australian Air Force's uh, KC-30A has uh, refuelled an F-35 for the first time uh, staging out of Edwards uh, Air Force Base over there in California. Now, uh, significant not only because they're refuelling an F-35, uh, I note uh, that it's not one of ours, it was one of the uh, testbed aircraft, but uh, also that they're using the boom, which uh, has only been a recent sort of thing for the RAF of their KC-30s. They've had uh, quite some trouble, Ben, getting those running, but uh, good to see that they are now. Yes, uh, it's, it's good, this uh, project that we've managed to get a KC-30 over to the States uh, to uh, clear our crews to refuel the aircraft before we have to try and bring it back home and it uh, relieves the pressure on the project uh, from that sort of it. Uh, side of it. We're not going to uh, see the F-35 uh, in the country for another couple of years yet, but having uh, the KC-30 crews already cleared to refuel them will help when time comes to bring them back across. And the KC-30 guys actually have been quite busy clearing the boom. Uh, it's uh, now cleared to uh, tanker it, I believe, itself, so it can refuel another KC-30. And uh, also the Wedgetail uh, was the first aircraft in the uh, Air Force fleet to get cleared. Apparently during this sortie they made 59 contacts, which is a lot of work, I guess, for the F-35 pilot and uh, transferred roughly 20 metric tonnes of fuel. So that's uh, that's really good there. And uh, good to see those aircraft. The RAF at the moment is operating five of these aircraft with another two on order, which are due to arrive in the next year or two. We might uh, grab McCarran when he's back next week and we'll talk about that. But uh, Ben, what I wanted to talk to you about was uh, World Flight. Now, I think we might have had you on before to talk about this in, in previous years, but just refresh our memories uh, because it's coming up again uh, this year very shortly. Yeah, so World Flight is uh, originally something that uh, was started by a team in the United Kingdom, actually. And uh, World Flight Australia was born in 2001 uh, with uh, a gentleman by the name of Matt Scheel in Sydney who has, believe it or not, his very own 747-400 simulator that he's built. And uh, Matt is gracious enough to share that with the other uh, Av geeks uh, in Australia. And uh, they started flying around the world, uh, joined this UK team, and they do it on the VATSIM uh, virtual network. And they have a 747-400 now. This uh, thing has now gone uh, gangbusters in the intervening years. There is now uh, seven Australian teams, two UK teams, a German team and a US team participating in uh, this year's event. Now, this is only just the fixed base simulators in the teams that are raising uh, money for local charities. And uh, there is plenty of other uh, aircraft that join on with people just simulating in their home desktop simulators uh, with VATSIM and they're welcome to join online as well. Uh, so this year, 
We've got uh, four 747s, seven uh, 737s, and one A330, and they're all fixed base simulators, and uh, they're all full-size, so full-size two-crew cockpit simulators, and uh, I'm actually in the Hobart team, so uh, the Hobart Sim 737 team, so we simulate a 737-800, and we do everything as per the procedures of, uh, shall we say, a major Australian airline. We fly with uh, that real-world airline procedures and uh, we do everything as the real crew would. So we do a couple of sectors each uh, along the way. We show up, do the flight plan and go in and flip all the switches and make all the you know, calls and multi-crew uh, cooperation and all that sort of thing as uh, a real crew would. Now, the good thing about this is that you're uh, raising funds for the Royal Flying Doctor Service and tell us how they do that through this program. All the Australian teams uh, donate to the uh, Royal Flying Doctor Service and in fact we've done uh, over $220,000 uh, since 2001 and uh, the best way to do that is to go to the uh, page of uh, the main team in Sydney that uh, they act as a mothership for all the Australian teams. It's worldflight.com.au and click the donut button which is on the top at the on the right hand side at the top there and uh, it's a well worthy cause uh, to the Royal Flying Doctor service uh, who pretty much are our uh, medical service up in this part of the world uh, not for Caratha because we've got a hospital here but uh, for the more serious cases they come and get you and take you to Perth or uh, come and get people uh, from out of the mine sites and uh, take them back to a place that has a medical treatment for them. No, absolutely a vital service in uh, in uh, well, right through uh, remote and rural Australia of course and uh, very well worthy uh, of a donation at any time of the year and this is a really good way to do it. Ben, uh, I'll have to get down and uh, watch you do this one of these one of these days one of these years uh, yes mate um uh, unfortunately this is actually probably the furthest i've ever had to go to uh, to join my mates in uh, hobart uh, there's a whole group of us we get together uh, every year and we're all pretty good friends but uh, yeah unfortunately this year it's uh, requiring quite a significant journey so <laughs> i'm sure it will i'm sure it will now we just wanted to mention before we wrap up here that the reason uh, grant is not here this week of course is that uh, his son has actually uh, been quite ill and in hospital so uh, nikolai the boy wonder uh, sending out all best wishes to you mate and uh, get back there. I'll tell you what Ben, some people would do anything to get out of doing homework, don't I you know, think? it's just unbelievable what some people will do to have a day off. <laughs> uh, seriously, uh, actually poor old Nikolai actually last night as we we're recording this uh, found himself uh, I think twice in one day in the hospital, a nice paramedic ride and all sorts of things so uh, he's having a bit of a rough time the young lad at the moment so uh, hopefully he'll be on the mend very very soon and uh, couldn't happen at the worst time of the year actually for him because uh, here of course uh, he's in his final year of high school and uh, they've got exams and all sorts of things coming up for the end of year so let's hope that uh, Nikolai gets back on his feet and let's hope that uh, McHeron gets back behind the microphone sooner rather than later. Yes, uh, get well soon Nikolai and uh, hopefully it'll all be resolved uh, positively very soon and and yeah, McCarran, get back here. This is hard work. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, on that, uh, I'll tell you what, we better take a break in that case. Until next week, I'm Steve Vischer, and uh, thanks, Ben. Uh, we'll see you again the next time. And uh, we will see you again soon, and hopefully not quite so long between drinks. <laughs> Cheers, folks. Cheers. Southern Skies. Online Media.